Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I have been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Christina Ha. Christina is the co-founder and head pastry chef at the popular patisserie Macaroon Parlor. A graduate of the Institute of Culinary Education, Pastry and Baking Program, and the Culinary Management Program, Christina combined her passion for baking and her adoration for cats as a co-founder of New York's first cat cafe, Meow Parlor. Christina is currently serving as the interim president of Kitty Kind. She's excited to bring together her many passions with the creation of the East Coast's first large-scale feline symposium, Cat Camp. Christina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me today. So it sounds like you first found a, a love for, for pastries and then a love for cats, or did your love for cats come before the food? <laughs> the food came first. I'm actually a super new cat person. I didn't find my first cat until three and a half years ago. Ah. So I'm very new to the game. So how did you find your first cat? Our first cat is named Mr. Socks, and in the summer of 2013, there was a an incredible heat wave, which was, it was so hot, and it lasted for so long, and we used to see animals outside of our apartment building that were basically suffer, suffering because it was so hot outside. Like, we even found squirrels laying down on the floor because it was too hot. We were tracking this tuxedo cat for a while and trying to figure out how we could take care of him. And we, my husband and I didn't know anything about cats and we had never had a cat before, but we were, we were just stalking Mr. Socks for a while. We bought food for him and we're preparing to like, at least keep him hydrated. And one day Simon called me and he goes, I found Mr. Socks. Can you come downstairs and we'll take care of him? So I went downstairs and he absolutely did not find Mr. Socks. He found a totally different cat. He found a kitten who was small and gray and white. And so we were there feeding this kitten. The kitten was screaming hysterically because he was so hungry. So I was like, well, he's pretty nice. And I picked him up, put in my shirt, and I took him upstairs. And that's how we got Mr. We also named him Mr. Socks. The original Socks we've only seen one more time since, since their original days. But current Mr. Socks is in our house. And that's how we got started. And he was... He is a fascinating animal. He's bizarre, and he chooses when he likes us and chooses when he needs to be alone. So then you had a uh, discovery about cats and sort of the cat situation in New York City. And then how did you take it from Mr. Socks all the way to developing the Meow Parlor? I actually, even after I found Mr. Socks, I still didn't know that much about cats in general. I had the feeling that he had had a previous owner at some point and was left outside. Uh, he has a little bit of a litter box problem where he does sometimes go outside of the box. So my assumption was that, and he was also neutered, and that's what gave me this this hint that he had been in a home at some point. I found him, and I had a lot of questions about why someone would have an animal and leave him outside. I ended up going to 
this event in Union Square called Adopt-A-Palooza, where they have about 300 animals available for adoption. And I found another cat that I really liked. We actually ended up adopting two more cats that day. And then it was, from there, it was like full-blown, I love cats. But even, even then, I still had a lot of questions about cats in general. I found Mr. Socks. Pickle was found by a rescuer in a parking lot. Bobo was found inside a dumpster. Bobo was under a pound when they found him. So his foster mom explained to me about how kittens like that get euthanized and why it was so important that he went inside and she took care of him. And so we started this whole thing talking about sort of animals and what they need. And eventually, Emily, who's my partner at Meow Parlor, she was a cook at Macaroon Parlor and we were talking talking about and she goes they have cat cafes all over the world and we started joking about it and we were like well why are there cat cafes all over the world but none in new york so we well we have this cafe portion down why don't we add the cats to it and it started as like a very funny and sort of intense joke and then it just spiraled out of control and then one day we're like oh by the way we're going to open a cat cafe next month And it seems like the spiraling has continued to happen. Um, You now have created Cat Camp NYC. Can you tell me a little bit about that? We opened Meow Parlor two years ago, and I still didn't know, I guess, that as much about cats as I thought I did. And I also didn't really know how other people were in terms of their cat knowledge. One of the interesting things about cat owners is that it's a secret club and we don't we don't really talk about it that much for fear that if we went out of our way and we just told some stranger by the way I love cats they would have thoughts and feelings about us meow parlor creates this environment where obviously if you're there you already love cats and we found out that even there the knowledge of people was was not necessarily on the same level, a lot of people didn't actually understand how some things work. They didn't know what it means for a cat to be ear-tipped. They didn't know things like why declawing is inhumane. They didn't understand certain things. And so we've been having this opportunity, I think, to educate a lot of the consumers who come by who mean really well and want to learn more, but just, I think, have don't know where to start. It's pretty overwhelming in terms of the information that you can learn and, and trying to figure out what, how to get to that point. And also who do you trust thinking about that and thinking like, what is the, how can I bridge the gap between people who want to learn about cats to the experts who do know about cats? And I was, if I created an event and it's a lot of fun and you come for the fun aspect of it, but you end up learning something so that at some point in your life, you are able to take action either with your own cats, your friend's cats or cats that you find. I think that's, that's a big deal. At the end of the day, even if we have thousands of people in attendance, but we inspire five people to go out there and start doing TNR, I think that's going to be a huge difference in cat populations around the world. So you mentioned a thousand people. You think you're going to, you have that many people signing up? Yeah, the, we have an amazing lineup of speakers, which include experts, Jackson Galaxy, who is known as the cat daddy. Um, and he has, he's the host of the show, My Cat from Hell. And he's an excellent, excellent resource. And we have amazing people on board, which also include Adam Myatt, who's the co-founder of Cat Town, which is the first 
cat cafe to open, permanent cat cafe to open in the U.S. And I think based on all of these people that we have combined, there's a lot of interest out there, a lot of people who want to sign up. Um, I've been getting emails from people from as far away as Australia who are emailing and asking like, oh, I'm putting together my plans. I'm so excited to go. And it's it's thrilling to to know that people are coming from across the world. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, you do have a fantastic lineup. And if folks are interested in finding out more about the weekend and the workshops that you have, how would they find out about this? So they could go to our website, which is catcampnyc.com. And they can see the lineup of the speakers. They go buy tickets there. They can see the schedule. There's a lot, most of our information is on there. So that will be the first place to go to. And also they can, there's a contact us form so they can fill out the form and we could get back to them. That's excellent. Yeah. I noticed one of your speakers is Hannah Shaw, the kitten lady. And we had her on for a double episode back in the fall. So folks who will be interested in hearing from, from Hannah, they can go to the communitycatspodcast.com, search Hannah Shaw in the search bar, and her two podcasts will come right up. And she's absolutely phenomenal and just great at pictures, great at marketing, and just super great at handling those orphan kittens. So it's even it would be worth the trip just for her. Hannah is fantastic. She was the first person to sign on as a speaker at Cat Camp. She's always, since the, since the moment I met her, believed in in the idea of what we're doing. And she she's so excited, and I'm so excited to have her. She's fantastic. You should always, everyone who's listening to this should look her up online immediately to both learn how to save kitten lives and to see the amazing, adorable kittens that she's saving now. Yeah, yeah, she's got some great, great pictures. I too also, I believe that it's time for us to have these sort of get togethers, symposiums about cats. So many of our conferences involve cats, but they also involve other animals, dogs. It's very shelter focused, not very um, individual person focused. And Cats are very individual people focused. I mean, we're dealing with them on the streets. Our community cats, they're on the streets. It's they're not tied to a shelter program in any specific, you know, way. They may have gotten sterilized at a clinic or something like that, but yet they're part of our community. And so I think a program like this is really excellent. Did you just sort of thought like, hey, I'm just going to do this? Or did you really think it through with people ahead of time? I mean, it seems like you move very quickly. You get an idea and you kind of implement it really quickly. Am I correct in sort of thinking that no, way? That's, that's pretty much how, how I operate because I figure if I'm thinking about this and then I want to get this done, I get maybe a little bit too excited about it. <laughs> I can't sleep when I get really excited about something. And, and so I have to do it so that I could go back to sleep. <laughs> so if it needs to be done, you'll just you'll just go out there and get it done. I, I think that's the way a lot of us work out there is we see a problem or not a problem, but we see something that needs a solution. And we want to we'll cr- help create the answer to that solution as long as I try and at least look around a little bit to see if the solution is out there already and maybe I can borrow from someone or copy a little bit and try and replicate a solution. I think this is, and you have a fantastic lineup of speakers. Would you like your students to understand animal shelters, homeless animals, and what they can do to help? Dr. Rachel Geller is a certified humane education specialist and cat behavior counselor. 
As a certified humane education specialist, Dr. Geller is skilled in the area of best practices in the teaching of humane education and the most up-to-date educational strategies. Combined with her certification in regular education and special education, she is available to teach topics on animal welfare to your organization. Rachel teaches regularly for the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, community centers, senior centers, and animal shelters. In addition, Rachel teaches and trains shelter volunteers in cat behavior and how to recognize and understand that cats have their own way of communicating. She also helps to correct behavior problems in cats. Rachel has developed many programs and videos on common cat behavior problems and looks forward to working with you. Just email rachelsg at aol.com. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-S-G at A-O-L dot com. Are you swamped with miscellaneous papers and notebooks with details about the cats in your colonies? It's hard to keep track of all the details. Do you get a headache whenever your TNR coordinator asks you for paperwork that they need for their program? Cat Stats is the ultimate TNR program management tool that will reduce your stress. Set up your own online cat colony database and track colonies and caretakers in your service area. Mapping and automated requests for help are also featured. Designed by Neighborhood Cats, Cat Stats is available at no cost to animal welfare organizations. Cat Stats has an easy-to-use interface, and all of the information is protected and private. We want to help you spend less time on paperwork and more time helping cats. Check out this free tool at catstats.org, C-A-T-S-T-A-T-S dot O-R-G, brought to you by Neighborhood Cats. The price is quite affordable, I have to say, and you're, you're talking New York City, and I thought the price, I can't remember what the price is, I think it was like $45 a day or, or less, or $45 for two? Yeah, $45 uh, per day for to be able to attend our talks with the speakers. The whole thing is that I think my experience has been meeting with a lot of people who do the rescuing themselves. Not that many of them are are very wealthy or have a lot of means. And so I wanted to make it also affordable and make it seem like it's it's something that everyone can do. You can go out there and you can participate in some way or another, whether it's donating to someone who is doing the work so that they are able to afford to do it better or going out there and doing it yourself. I don't think that there needs to be a reason to exclude people starting at at this point. Why would I exclude people because they can't afford to come and listen to these great speakers? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you are also, in addition to everything else that you are doing, which is amazing, you are also the interim president of Kitty Kind. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that group? Katie Kine is actually the partner rescue group for Meow Parlor. I got started with them when I, I have three Katie Kine cats in my house. I have five total. Three of them are from Katie Kine. One of them is the original cat I found at Adopt-A-Palooza. And two of them are actually foster fails. I don't really recommend foster failing, but it just happens. Yeah, we've been and there. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone who's ever fostered before has foster failed as well. So we have, I have these cats, I have this incredible relationship with them starting back from when I didn't know anything about cats. And I like the way that they operated. It's, it's fairly boutique, but it's the way that they do things is they are very, very, very caring. Uh, They do such a good job with follow up. 
one, my cat that I adopted from them originally had gotten sick about a month after, after I had him. And they sent me an email before he got sick saying that they had noticed that two of his siblings had gotten sick and they wanted me to keep an eye out on him to make sure that it wasn't, he may not, he may have gotten something when they were living together. So I kept an eye on him and he did actually at some point get fairly ill and have a fever. So they immediately sent someone to my house to take his temperature. And two hours later, he was at the vet's office. He got a shot that night. He was perfectly fine. I love the idea that they were following up with this cat a month after I got him, which is incredible. Not that many groups do that. And he, they were emailing me and being like, Oh, by the way, how was his first new year's Eve? How did he have fun? This is awesome. So when we first started working with Wanjob in a cat cafe, I reached out to them about whether we could work on this together. Eventually, at some point, I ended up joining the board. And then this past year, I, I took on as the interim president. The previous president had taken a new job responsibility that kind of limited her time with Kitty Kind. So in taking on this responsibility at Kitty Kind, it's... It's super exciting to have a different perspective about what are the problems that face the cats today. Because by the time I see them at Meow Parlor, they've already been vetted. They've gotten all their shots. They're to a point where they're very close to being super adoptable. But at Kitty Kind, they do a lot of work with special needs cats and the harder to adopt cats. So I've seen them taking cats that were teenagers with heart problems and whatnot, just because they felt like no one else was fighting for them. And it's incredible to, as the president be able to track their journey from the moment that they come to Kitty Kind, whether from an owner surrender or their owner passing away or some other situation. And then seeing how, how much the volunteers care in order to make sure that the cat gets everything that he or she needs. And then finding someone out there who opens up their home so that they could be the final home for these cats. And that's, that's such an incredible journey to be part of and to see it from the beginning to the end. So it's, it's really quite an honor to be the president of Kitty Times. Well, and I'm sure that they're thrilled to have you, you know, at the helm, even if it is in an interim capacity. It sounds like you're very organized. You must be to manage so many different projects and businesses and, and that kind of thing. So multitasking is definitely a great skill for any president of a board to have. <laughs> coming from I was board president for 16 years of the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society so I, I there's a lot of juggling that goes on there's there's human resources there's financial there's fundraising there's policies and bylaws you know and then there's the why are we there we're there for the cats then it's there to be able to hug and cherish the cats too so there's just so much that goes on in the boardroom that I appreciate anyone that's willing to be part of that there's a lot of hats to wear so it's not even about one individual cat and I'm sure you know it's oh the one cat against the entire population and trying to make all the parts fit together Yep. Yep. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty intensive work, I would say, but you're used to it, I would say, because running a lot of different businesses that has the same variety of moving parts and that kind of thing. So Christina, if folks are interested in signing up for Cat Camp NYC, if you could just repeat the website and maybe also share your contact information for Meow Parlor and Kitty Kind too. Sure. So they can reach us at 
uh, through our website. So it's probably the best way to go. They can contact Cat Camp and buy the tickets from catcampnyc.com. Meow Parlor, uh, you, you could go through our website and make reservations to visit. Also through meowparlor.com. Meow Parlor, the parlor is spelled P-A-R-L-O-U-R because we are a little bit fancy. Uh, <laughs> Kitty Kind is kittykind.org. And that's just one word. You know, you could reach us through, basically, you could reach me through all of those platforms, depending on what you're looking for. And the date of Cat Camp is going to be? March 11th through 12th, 2017. And we are at Valentine's Day. So I will say happy Valentine's Day to you, Christina. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. (laughs) And to all of our kitties, may we all give our kitties Valentine's today. And if you haven't contributed your selfie to our Valentine's Day contest, please do that. And you can check out our website for that. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners today? I think I would tell your listeners to go home and kiss kiss your cat. <laughs> and it's Valentine's Day, you know, they need Valentine's too. So kiss your cat, love them to death, and just keep going on and doing the good work that you're doing. Thanks. Excellent, Christina. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the show. And I hope we'll have you on again in the future, maybe after Cat Camp, and we can find out how it all went. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Community Cats Podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 